0: Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers?
1: Say whatever you have to, just close the sale.
0: Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you
2: grow a pair and stop caring so much.
0: Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer.
2: Hey, Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. This episode's going to be a little bit different maybe than what you've seen or heard on the show before, and I think you're really going to find it fascinating as potentially a new tool that you can use to support your business growth and planning that you just may not have thought of yet. I want to welcome to the show Verda Luz, who is the Practical Esoteric. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks, Michelle. It's exciting to be here.
2: Yeah. I am super excited to have this conversation you and i met at an event and you kind of blew me away with the way you've applied what you do Hmm. it's it's very different and i've got your bio i'll read it in a second but i thought i would start with a quote that you shared with me uh jp morgan that quote is millionaires don't use astrology billionaires do i found that fascinating (laughs) (laughs)
1: um yeah i can say a couple things about that um there's some really interesting books on the history of astrology. If if people are very skeptical or they've never um, thought about using it for their business purposes, um, there's a great book called ben, um, the history of astrology by Benson Bob- Bobrick, mm-hmm. but there's many actually in it. It's um, it'll, it'll maybe not make you a believer, but it, it will definitely uh, make you consider using this tool because it's been used by everyone from, you know, Heads of finance like JP Morgan to you, know kings and queens throughout time and The the quote there, I mean, um, JP Morgan worked with an astrologer. Her name was evangeline adams and Mm -hmm. She's known as one of the most famous astrologers of all time She actually kind of predicted this earthquake in the early part of the century in new york And she was she and astrology itself were put on trial for for being a witch because she predicted it. Wow. And she gave a, the, the judge gave her a, like a case study and basically said, here's the chart of this, this person, tell me what happened, mm-hmm. like straight up. And she basically said that, that this person would die of this like fatal accident due to drowning or water of some kind.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: happened to be the son of the judge and he died of drowning
0: wow and
1: and so the judge completely dismissed the case said that astrology was legitimate that this woman knew what she was talking about and she became world famous at that Mm -hmm. point she opened up a place in carnegie hall and she ended up working with different royalty around the world people like uh, joseph campbell when he was young saw her Mm -hmm. said that she was spot on uh, later on in his life and and he had like a jp morgan who was very skeptical early on and then he um, he went to her a, a number of times, and she consulted him about his his business. And he said that you know he really went by what she said and and achieved a lot of his success due to, to due to those consultations. So um, pretty yeah, pretty fascinating, very interesting, yeah. intriguing stories of, of of astrology in the twentieth century.
2: That is really cool. And for those who may be listening and curious, I want to share, there's two reasons really that I wanted to interview you uh, on the podcast. The first one is I'm curious about this. Like, you know, I think a lot of us who were not raised to be aware of astrology or, or understand it at all, it's easy to look around and go, okay, I see the moon's effect on earth. It affects the tides. It affects uh, all sorts of cycles for people. And yet we kind of just assume it stops there. Like there's some kind of force field beyond the moon. Nothing else affects earth. And so it it was interesting to me to go, okay, I I can literally see some of this, which tells me there's probably more there. So I'm curious about it. And then the second thing is you have created a, I think really smart business niche for what you do with your skills. And that's something that I know a lot of my audience is going to be interested in. How do you take something like astrology, And apply it to business in a way that you can build a profitable business that serves people with it. Because I know a lot of people who are on the more spiritual or esoteric side of things, they don't know how to turn it into a profitable business. And you deserve to be paid well for the skills and the gifts that you bring to the world. So that was the second reason. And I hope those of you who are listening, whether you are a believer, whether you're curious like I am, whether you're a total skeptic, stay tuned in because I think you'll take things away from this episode that might surprise you. So let me read your, uh, read your bio here real quick. For those who don't know you, you go by the Practical Esoteric, and you've had some really interesting life events that have brought you to where, where you're at. We'll talk about it in a minute. But after your double lung collapse at the age of 17, you committed to seizing the day and taking a deep dive into life. You've traveled over 40 countries. You've written two books, Codex of the Soul and Aquarius Dawned. And you're creator of the Divine Timing Online School. You blend systems of self-awareness, like astrology, human design, shamanic therapy, into holistic life and business coaching, which is really fascinating, by the way. Um, And you teach entrepreneurs, families, couples, and others how to really honor and integrate their core patterns and archetypes. And you empower your clients by helping them strategize, and I know we're gonna talk about this, the when and where of life so things like your power places and how to plan things in a way that work with what we've got going around going on around us instead of against it uh you just started a podcast as well so for those of you who are listening you can find verda luz under the practical esoteric on iTunes you may want to pause go subscribe and come right back listen to the rest of this episode mm-hmm. so all right that's the official bio how did you get into doing what you do in business. How, how did you get started with it?
1: Uh, well, the the Mayan path kind of opened me up. I I mean, it was travel and then studying the Mayan culture. So the first thing was I went to Asia when I was uh, about 24 and I sold everything and just wow. kind of done with the US. And I uh, completed my bachelor's degree and just was like, very interested in going to asia and studying religions and being out there and so when i was out there i was super open because i was very empty you know like i didn't have much i was kind of seeking and uh, i ended up studying a lot of things like qigong and Mm. and i did a reiki courses and massage courses and then i came into astrology in india and I had a few readings, like a Vedic Indian reading. I had a Tibetan astrology reading. Then I met a woman who I was dating and she read my Western chart and I'd never had that chart done before. And I mean, I was always curious, you know, I like sun sign columns. I thought they were cool, but I didn't really like, you know, get into it that much. And when she talked to me about Mars and Venus, which in astrology represent the sacred masculine and the Mm -hmm. sacred feminine. So essentially like the sign of the zodiac that your mars is in has a lot to do with your drive and your passion and your masculine essence Mm -hmm. and for men it's something that really like they want to be honored or acknowledged for it's really different in the different Mm -hmm. signs it's like a different version of a god inside of them and women have that same idea with the version of the goddess which is their venus Mm -hmm. and and there's much more with that but that little bit once she explored mine with me was a great Epiphany because I saw my relationship patterns very, very much spelled out. And and so I I was like, okay, I have to pay attention to this. And then uh and every one of those readings I did out there, even though they were different systems, Mm -hmm. were very accurate, you know, very resonant. So I I came back home and then I was really into the Mayan culture by the there was this, you know, prophecy with the 2012 end date of the Mayan calendar. Maybe some listeners remember that. And I was really fascinated with that, as were a lot of people. So I started studying that calendar a lot. And through a lot of synchronicities, I ended up meeting a Mayan astrologer and a Western astrologer. She was both. And I started kind of mentoring with her. She read my Western chart. I really got blown away. And then I did a deeper workshop around the the Mars and Venus, the god and the Mm -hmm. Goddess. And at that point, I basically realized that this, this, was a, this was a language that I had been speaking all my life, but I didn't know that I was speaking it. And now I had the vocabulary for it. So it was like Aries and Taurus, those words were expressing archetypes or primary patterns that we all have in us. And I realized that it was like laser pointed psychology. And so astrology could be... Could be apply to every area of life. That's what made it so appealing to me career relationships spirituality family home environment and then I got really excited when I learned about Locational astrology that our charts can change depending on where we live and then we can use that to Strategize our best places around the world. So that's what I decided to niche in when I began my career around 12 13 years ago Wow,
2: That is really first of all, it's fascinating, uh, all of the different paths into it and all the different ways it applies. Um, so what, what made you decide specifically that you wanted to do this for a business?
1: Um, well, I knew that I wanted to dedicate my life to, to learning this language, which is what astrology, the word means language of the stars. So, um, because it was a cross cultural you know universal, ancient science, every culture the mayans, the Egyptians, yeah. everywhere china, india they've always had astrologers and uh, and you know I, the more I learned about it, the more I loved it. so I knew that I was going to study it the rest of my life, I would never get bored. that was a main driving factor, and I could help people in very practical ways, like coaching, counseling, I was always drawn to psychology but once I found astrology, it was was very um, laser-pointed, acute, very, you know, one session could be like a year of therapy with somebody because there's so, the symbols are so specific and accurate. So that, Mm -hmm. then it became my business because you kind of have to be an entrepreneur as an astrologer because, you know, you have to market yourself, you have to teach here and there. And so that's what I started doing. And It just worked right away for me so i i kept going with it and wrote my books and talk courses and classes and that's that's it yeah
2: you know a couple of things you said there that i think are really cool you said you knew you would never get bored with it and i think that's that's both one of the reasons that a lot of us end up in business for ourselves is we're just we're not cut out to go work in a cube um, and be in an office every day. We want to do something that we're not bored by, that's different, that's challenging, that's constantly, you know, learning deeper layers in. But I think that's also to me a sign that you've found what you're meant to do. When you mm-hmm. find that thing that you get so excited about, you know, this I can do for the rest of my life and I will love it. Um, so that's, that's really cool. So talk to me about the power place concept and, and how that works. Cause like, uh, at, I don't understand a whole lot about this, so you're going to have to explain it to me like a second grader. <laughs> I know that you can read a chart based on where somebody was born, what was going on in the sky at the time. How does that change based on where they're located?
1: Well, that's one of the main questions every astrologer will ask you, you know, your birth date, time, and yeah. place. And so what happens is, like, the place, if you were born in a different part of the world, what happens is it's like your chart rotates. And what this means is that different – it's like in astrology, we have 12 houses, and houses represent areas of life experience. Mm-hmm. What they actually are, are divisions of the sky. So there are a way that we divide the sky up, but those houses represent these realms of life, like career, like community, mm-hmm. like psycho- psychology within us, or relationships. So 12 areas that kind of encompass everything. So when you move, essentially like one longitude zone to the next, you know, one time zone to the next,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then also latitudinally. But whenever you move, you're, you're rotating your chart. So essentially different planets and different signs of the zodiac will become more or less dominant forces in your life in certain areas of your life. So you might, you might not have anything very strong or very uh, dynamic in the area of career where you're, where you're living. But you might move one time zone away, and now you might put a planet up there like, let's say it's Uranus, and Uranus rules innovation and oh, yeah. reinvention of ourselves and technology and paradigm shifts and startup energy. And So if you're in that field, then that can really serve you there. you know. Yeah. But if you want a very stable job, where everything's yeah. the same every day, that Uranus energy in the area of career is not going to support that because Uranus is all about the new and the change. Okay. So that's what we do is we really look at first, what are your intentions? Mm-hmm. What are your priorities for a move um, or, or a, a trip? It might be a trip you want to take. What are your intentions and priorities? And then we can see the best places to support that. You know, Or if you know, hey, I really want to travel here or I'm really drawn to live. You know, Southern California or the Northeast or wherever it is, then we can just look at what kinds of energies are most dominant there for you and how best can you work with that? Because every planet is like a character in us. Mm-hmm. And so when a character becomes very strong, a character will play out his, his or her story, which is in your birth chart, reflected, at a different frequency you know you can be really conscious with it or you can be kind of unconscious with it and that's where you get into trouble with it yes. so my, my work is to translate the best or most conscious ways to work with those energies
2: I, I love that because i think that's one of the things that is fascinating to me about it is you know whether you believe 100 percent or not in some of these things being aware of them is only a positive thing because then you can at least take it into consideration and see what happens. Um, which you know, here's one one topic that I think has been a pretty hot topic lately. And maybe you can can explain this one for me and for, for the audience. Um, what's the deal with Mercury retrograde? Like, does do you okay? I'm gonna assume you believe it's a real thing. <laughs> but like, what effect does do things events like that actually have on us? And does that shift based on where we live or our birth charts or when it happens?
1: Great question. Um, so Mercury retrograde is, is one of the most commonly known of astro, astrological oh. cycles. And, and it's a really important one to pay attention to for most of us because we live essentially in Mercury's world. What I mean is Mercury in astrology rules communication, like the throat, expression, mm. ideas, information. He was the god of trade. So yeah. he rules a lot to do with business, negotiations, contracts, Mm -hmm. travel he was hermes mercury all these cars are named mercury all these because he was the god of trade and travel so what happens is all of those areas of life the trade the travel the negotiations Mm -hmm. the technology when the planet goes retrograde any planet goes retrograde it's going in the like internal journey Mm -hmm. It's, it's something that it appears like it's going backwards from our position on the earth Right. No, it's not going backwards, but it appears that way. And we experience it psychologically that way. So what happens is the areas of life ruled by Mercury, the trade, the travel, the tech, they have more challenge during that time. It's not like a forward movement. So what we typically see is the emails don't go through, the phone calls get dropped, the yep. plane is delayed five hours or canceled all of those things and so we live in that world right we're all moving so constantly we're on the internet all the time so knowing when that cycle's coming in really helps you be a more compassionate with yourself and others yeah. b giving you preparation or ways to plan for what to do and what not to do like with a mercury retrograde we always say to not sign a major contract or anything yeah. the because there's usually some missing essential piece mm-hmm. of it And so like you wouldn't buy real estate or or sell Mm -hmm. real estate at that time. You wouldn't do a a marriage ceremony. You wouldn't hire someone key in your business during that time. Or, you know, sometimes try to sell like, uh, you know, major products or or things like that. Launching a website you wouldn't do during that time. So, you know, there's, there's many things that Mercury rules Mm -hmm. that this cycle I'm always tuning people into because it's so practical. Second, Question that you had was it does change depending on our charts. So God. like if it's essentially this that that uh, like we just had Mercury retrograde, you know? Yes. Uh, it mostly <laughs> very aware. Yes. <laughs> well, do you want to mention one thing or two things that that maybe oh. you had challenged with?
2: You know, so it's funny because I think I shared this with you at the event when we had the conversation that I used to think all of this was just you know craziness, and then I owned a website hosting company and i ran my own servers and i started noticing these huge spike in support tickets for just like the, the craziest how did that even happen type stuff that just made no sense there was there was no logical explanation for some of it and the i don't know third or fourth time it happened i had one of my clients email me like she sent in a support ticket and said it's probably mercury but this just happened and I started looking, I'm like, okay, well, we'll fix it. I'm like, what is she talking about? It's Mercury. So I asked, and she's like, well, do you know what Mercury retrograde was? I, I have no idea. And so I started, I actually went back and referenced the times Mercury had been retrograde over the past two years with my support ticket numbers at my hosting company. And I was like, oh, that's what's happening because I literally had visible, like measurable spikes in support yeah. tickets. And I was okay. like, okay, whether I want to believe in this or not, I need to be aware of it because like you said, then I can plan for it. so like i can go okay during this period of time i know i'm probably gonna have a higher volume of tickets i need to have extra staff available you know we just did a launch in the middle of this and it was funny because i had backup upon backup upon backup option for things i was like okay if this order form doesn't work we have this one to fall back on we have this one to fall back on we have this other payment processor we ended up using all of them because just strange things happen i was like no i we're ready for this because uh, you know you can adjust certain things you can't adjust everything you can't just like totally stop no being alive during right. the time but it, it enables you to prepare for it and if you don't end up using the backups well fantastic but at least you knew and you had it in place so yeah my that's, my personal
1: that's fascinating account. i mean that that i've asked i've asked uh my so, like my hosting site people about that before too because i know it's happening you know yep. but um but yeah, two things. I mean, I had to travel during this cycle, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I gave myself a lot of extra time, and then, of course, plane was delayed, had to be rerouted. It was like the, the crazy like monsoons in California, you know, which like never happens. And um, during the, the day that Mercury changed position, which is always the most intense day. So when he's going retrograde, the day he changes or when he's going direct. So that was like last Friday, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. That was when this Southwest plane basically had a hydroplane to a landing. Oh, wow. Um, and so there was just, you know, and the storm was going across the whole states, really intense. Um, so it's, it's real, you know. And then um, in your own chart, like this retrograde was mostly in Sagittarius. So wherever house... Oh, yes. that's your, is that your sun sign? <laughs> November 26th. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. So you would have been very affected by this retrograde because it went over your sun. Yeah. And so that would bring up some issues around your identity, how you're defining yourself, purpose in life, creativity, but it would affect you very strongly. Now, not everyone would experience that. So wherever Sagittarius is in your chart for mm-hmm. this would be the area that Mercury is saying, hey, put more mental focus here, reflect on this area, do some like reinterpretation, Mm -hmm. do more planning around this, because this area needs some focus, thought, and attention right now.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's really the best way of working with retrogrades is to do more reflective process, do more um, integration, and reflect on the last three months, which is he goes retrograde every three months. So you can look back, who did I meet? what contacts did I make? What did I learn? What mm-hmm. new technologies did I integrate? Had you know put it all together, Journaling is really good during this time. And then preparing is really good, too, like for the next three months. Yeah. But making the big decisions? no.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah. And also being careful with our words, because the, the communications can, can go through quite a uh, you know, we say the wrong thing in the wrong way and, and a lot of negative consequences come from that. So it's a good cycle to pay attention to. Yeah. So
2: I know that's just one of the things that like people tend to be familiar with that one because we hear about it and we don't hear about, you know, all the other different events that happen on these three or four or six months, whatever the, the time yeah. frames are. So one of the things that you had shared with me uh, when we had the, the last conversation was, about this idea of kind of looking at your whole next year Mm -hmm. and kind of overlaying the here's what's going on astrologically so that you can figure out what timing is most likely to support your goals. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that. Like what's, what's the process? How do you approach that?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's a few ways. I mean, it's, it's typical to see an astrologer at the beginning of the year and you kind of can get, you can get a general forecast and get some ideas, but. The work that I do is, is more detailed than that. It's more, I call it time mapping. And it's really more of a month by month strategy plan of, for instance, you know, there's a new moon every month. We know this, there's a full moon. Those, are, uh, those cycles are landing in a certain area of your chart. So they're actually teaching you where to be putting intentions, where to be planting seeds, which is the new moon. And they're also showing you where you should be feeling more fulfillment or like illumination or growth, which is where the full moon is landing that month. So we can map that out every month for you. And it gives you like a way to harmonize with the cycles and to see if what you've been moving towards or evolving towards is going in the right direction. And if not, you can make some adjustments. That's only one of the cycles I work with, but that's one that's really strong. And every month, for instance, you might have a lot of energy in the area of, of, of the home, that month Mm -hmm. called the fourth house but if you're really pushing your career a lot that month you're really working against the natural cycles and you're probably Mm -hmm. not going to feel a lot of success but it's only because you're not following your natural rhythms and that's that's how it works it's like how what are my rhythms each month each year how can i then launch my products and services or take a break or whatever it is at the right time so i'm in flow
2: so I, I love that you mentioned that because I think one of the things that I see happen and, and a lot of people who work with entrepreneurs see is we see people who are, are, they're doing everything right. Like if you were just looking at a checklist, they checked off every box and the thing they were doing should have succeeded. And so often we look at that and we go, well, I'm a failure. I guess nobody actually wanted this or I, I'm not good enough at it when really sometimes it's other things going on that we're not accounting for and that we don't realize if we just are aware of it and can shift a few things, yeah. that same thing will work. Yep. So is that something you see with clients? Like that kind of moment of realization of, Oh, that's what's going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I have a, a really, a long-term coaching client right now I'm working with, and she's been going through a lot around relationships in her life and we looked at this last Venus retrograde, Venus rules relationships. She was retrograde all of November. Well, half of November and all of October. So relationship issues, value system issues were really up for a lot of us. And this was really hitting her chart very, very big time. We were able to do a lot of healing work for her around relationships mm. with her father and her, her parents and um, certain projections that were going you know, on in her life consistently. And so we gave a language for a way to really, you know, practice with that and be more conscious with that. And she, she really had a lot of breakthrough from that experience, you know, and then we're looking at again, time mapping for her. And a lot of my clients, like, you know, in my own life, I realized this early on uh, when I studied astrology, you know, you kind of see like, Oh, this is how this works. You get the logic of it. And over the last 12 years, I've kind of, structured every year so that i will launch like a product or a training or i'll try to teach in person more do workshops mm-hmm. at the time of the year where i have the most energy in my area of career because that's biggest visibility time of the year huh. so there's times where you you'd be more invisible or you should retreat or you should take a break there's other times where you should be networking a lot or you should try to be very visible or, or promote something and so i I really tune myself and my clients into, you know, which months will support what. And even if you want to drill down, if we do even deeper coaching, we can get into the days of the month
0: Hmm.
1: that are going to be best for X, Y, and Z in your life, you know? And if you have partners in your life, whether those are business partners or romantic partners, having that insight with each other, like each other's time cycles, it's really helpful for 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 managing things or for planning things in your life you know like vacations or you know if you work with with someone you know to understand where they're at in their cycles is super super helpful
2: yeah and and that's i think sometimes when we hear relationships or, or that kind of thing we forget that applies not just to the home and family type but so much to business um, i've seen a lot of business relationships that Maybe had they stopped to really examine if this was a good hire or if the person was actually compatible with the goals for the business, it would have been approached differently and maybe saved themselves a lot of frustration. So I would imagine that's one thing that uh, that you probably have to go over with clients sometimes is let's look at this before you create a situation that will be tough to undo
1: yeah i mean that that's one way that i help you know especially entrepreneurs is if you are going to hire someone or if you have a team if you can know before you hire you know what you're looking for we can look at charts and we can see like who's going to be best for the team or if this person how best to communicate to them or how they may communicate what kind of role that that they would fulfill really best in in the team let's say and The other system I work with a lot, human design, is really, really good for this because human design reflects our genetic patterns. It works with the planets as well, but it talks about what genetic codons we have that are defined by the planets when we were born. It's very, very fascinating. And that gives us a certain energy type, and it gives us a certain way of making decisions in our life, and even certain energy centers that we make decisions from. And it's really different. So A lot of us are trying to do, you know, kind of career where it doesn't really work with our natural genetics or with the archetypes in astrology that we have really dominant. So once you know, you know, which signs are really strong in you or which parts of you can really excel, you stop trying to do what other people are doing or do the conditioning or, you know, it's like you can go to a a training or a summit. And they might say, do your business like this, right? Do this first, and then this first, and this first. But it doesn't work for your energy type or for your archetypes, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why some people, you know, they're best to not be on the stage. Ah. Because they don't have that Leo energy very strong or that Gemini energy very strong. Or, you know, they may not be best to promote themselves, but they got a lot of gifts. Yeah. And like in human design, there's a projector type. 20% of the population are projectors they're they're not good at promoting themselves but mm-hmm. they're exquisite at being guides and managers of energy so you mm-hmm. need a projector on your team you need to invite them to to share their wisdom but if you don't know they're around you right you're you're missing that insight or if you try to make them do all this kind of laborious type of work that's not what their skill set is you know yeah. so um you know, design is, is fascinating. I'm, I'm planning to do some teaching on that this winter about using design for business because it's really a revolutionary tool.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it really is. There's, there's so many different ways to, like, assess personality and all of that out there. But I think one of the things that, um, you know, my clients sometimes in mastermind group, we get into these interesting discussions because just because two people ask the same question, I don't give the same answer. You know, my answer and my suggestions to them are based on what I understand of who they are, what their gifts are, what they're actually gonna be able to do. Because I get I get really frustrated with the cookie cutter systems of, if everybody follows this formula, and takes these three steps. Yeah. Now, for, for a lot of us, that doesn't work, right? Because we have, like you said, some people belong on stage, they're great, they're other people are good at other things. And when we try to fit everybody into this little cookie cutter system, so many people it doesn't work for and really working with someone like you who understands how to support somebody based on who they really are it makes such a difference in the results that people can get and what they're actually capable of
1: yeah it's first it's really validating you know to be heard and to be seen that way and i'm sure that that's feedback that you get from working with your clients that you're not trying to fit them into some box you know and that's what's that's what's so cool like some people get really they get skeptical of astrology or these tools because they they think that it's going to limit them in some way but it does the opposite because once you see a resonance of like oh yeah i have that pattern then you know the the, the better way of working with the pattern or the way to take advantage or seize the opportunity with that pattern so mm-hmm. it, instead of limiting you it, it really opens you up a lot it gives you more vocabulary to work with you know yourself and it's it's like the more you know yourself, the more you're going to know the best business model to have, you know. And that's how I work with clients is really like, okay, we're, what do we want to achieve, you know, mm-hmm. in, in your life, in your business? What cycles are you in and, and how can you take advantage of them? And then what model is going to work for your energy type, your archetypes? and And then you just step into that and you have a lot of confidence with that, you know.
2: Right. Yeah, and and you're right in saying it is really validating because sometimes what you need is somebody to give you permission to actually just be who you are and be the best version of that instead of trying to fit you into whatever the the trendy system, for lack of better phrase, at the time is. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned business model, and that's another thing that is um, is really. I think a lot of people get stuck on like, especially when they do spiritual type work or things that are a little more esoteric, is how do you fit that into a business model that actually works? So can you talk to us a little bit about what options you offer for clients? I know you know you've got your coaching and your personal consultations. I, I also may have stumbled across your online courses and now own like four of them in the last 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> how to sell on a podcast. Um, <laughs> but I know you you work with people in different ways. So what is yep. the business model that you use that that's working for you look like?
1: So my personal business model, mm-hmm. is that what you mean? Yeah. Um well, it's a great question and it's it's one of the reasons I like to help entrepreneurs because I've realized how powerfully these tools have reflected a business model that can work for me. Um so it, it, some of this gets into the projector thing in human design. I am a projector.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and one of the things I've learned is that, um, you know, I, I'm not the best at marketing myself, at promoting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm better at bringing a lot of tools and being, you know, developed and cultivated with those tools. And so what I've learned is I, I like to teach, you know, and so mm-hmm. I, I like to do these teleclasses here and there. I like to have these online courses that can live, you know, in online marketplaces and things like that, where I don't have to do the promotions um, like a Udemy or things like that. And then also um, I, uh, I guess it was about five years ago, I changed my business model to move out of doing uh, mostly Mm one-on-one consultations that were uh, single consultations, you know, because like a lot of people think, Oh, I'll just go to astrologer and, you know, sixty minutes I'll have everything figured out.
2: Right, right. Give me like, a reading and will be the answer to all
1: right. the questions. Or they're like, Yeah, I got a reading like twenty years ago. So right. I always hear that and like I kind of like wince, you know, because what I realize is the more that you work with that tool mm-hmm. or numerology or human design, these tools that I use, the more you are informed by them. So you're 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 gonna be educated the more and more you use them. So mm-hmm. what I did was I I started to study business and business coaching and how to work with people deeper Mm -hmm. because I was frustrated not having the impact. Right. Client. So I, I moved into a model where I created more packages where I was focused on the results of the client and then applied the tools to them, you know? Yeah. But you know, the thing is I, I, maybe some of your, I'm sure some of your listeners will struggle with the niche piece because we all do. And, That's been a big struggle for me because, Mm -hmm. um, my chart. I'm a Gemini rising, which you know your rising sign is what you automatically, instinctually, impulsively do every day. Our energy, and you can't not do your rising sign. It's 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 a lot of like the, the outer mask or personality that we wear. Gemini's Gemini rising is you know attracted to learning and teaching and synthesizing all kinds of tools and concepts and ideas. That's my gift. But you tell a Gemini rising to try to niche and choose one thing, and they actually work against themselves. Because yeah. my, my u- unique selling point is the synthesis of all of it. Right. So even as an astrologer, I can talk to somebody and bring in something from their design or their numerology because I have studied those very deeply too. But also business. I study a lot of, whereas a lot of astrologers don't know anything about right. business but they know the language of astrology so that's to get to the business model like you can't fight your chart you you will always live those Mm -hmm. patterns so the more you know about those then you can create a model that works for you so for me i have different packages for different clients you know
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and i do some customized packages too but we usually get on a call and we look at what are your challenges what are your goals you know, can any of the services I have really support you Mm -hmm. with that? And then I make an offer based off of that by really listening to where clients at. So that's really worked for me, you know, instead of trying to be someone who's hunting down 60 minute clients that would take me forever to, to try to get to my business goals that I could get to with a few clients who really want to do the deep work, you know?
2: You know, and that's, I love that that's the business model you put in place because one of the things that I work a lot with my own clients on is that how do you go from single session type things or hourly type things into a package and the question I always ask which you had this in your answer was how can you be of the highest service to your clients like dream situation what would you actually bring to the table that you know would support that client and it's almost always well one 30 minute or 60 minute session doesn't actually support them. It really just leaves them with some information that they're then on their own to apply that they don't fully understand. And so the way that you put it into custom packages based on goals really is, I hope everybody is taking notes right now. That really is the way that they want to approach their businesses. What's the goal that I'm helping my client get to and what do I need to do to actually support that happening? Because it's almost never, a single session let's just get on the phone for 30 minutes and then everything is magically fixed
1: yep yeah, <laughs> yeah it'd be nice if that was how it was but it's yeah. not <laughs> and you know the regularity like in my work and, and i'm sure with you it's like accountability is really big for people you know especially because we're so distracted these days that to have someone you can really rely on who's who has no agenda but like your success you know and to, to give all their tools to help you be as successful as you can be. And, and so I think that coaching relationship is, is one of the most important relationships we can have in our, in our life, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I've, I've learned over the years is it's really valuable to work with different people in different areas as coaches, as accountability partners who can bring all these different pieces together and really give you the pieces that you need to succeed. So um, real quick, I know you've got a workshop coming up. Mm. about planning in 2019 can you tell us a little bit about that and where people can go to find out more details
1: yeah um well i think you might have the url in the show notes i hope because absolutely uh, i think it'll be too long to tell people but okay. if they go to divine timing dot com okay. divine timing coaching and then you could put in uh astrology forecast 2019 in the search bar but the okay. The URL would be, I think, hard for people on the call. But. We'll make
2: sure it's in the notes, okay. guys. If you're listening on iTunes, just open the show notes. If you are on YouTube, you'll see it right below the video. Okay. Wherever okay. you're watching this, we'll make sure you've got a link.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. That's going to be the deep dive into next year. Um, all of the major cycles. So we'll look at like the Mercury retrogrades. I'll give you all the dates for them, what signs they're in, all of that. We'll go through. Um, some of the most transformational cycles of the year which are the eclipses and there's one right off the new year january 6 we start with the eclipses they are the big evolutionary shifts of the year so we'll talk about those and then i'll get into um the cycles with jupiter and sagittarius this year a year for you michelle and then saturn and capricorn we'll look even at um basically how every sign will be affected by the cycles mm-hmm. whether that's your moon or sun or rising sign And in that class, it's cool because there there's some options for personal interpretations. So people can add on like, where's Jupiter and Sagittarius in your chart this year, or where the eclipses are. So it's almost like a mini reading for people. Uh And I always do that with my my calls. So that's going to happen on Monday, the 17th. And even if people can't be live, it's all recorded. So they could get a copy of it. You just have to register and then um, leave your birth information and then I'll I'll send you what you what you sign up for So it's a great head start you know for the new year
2: yeah absolutely so uh, I will make sure we have a link to that in the show notes for everybody to check that out and again depending on when you hear this podcast if it's already past the 17th you can get access to the recordings so you can still go through those and uh, get a personal a consultation on that, if you would like to make sure you've got that link, and you heard the link to find out more. It's divinetimingcoaching dot com. So, one question I ask everybody on the podcast is, what is your favorite thing about what you do in business?
1: Mm. Uh, that my business is about helping people really connect with their soul and their soul purpose, and that we're really reflecting. Patterns in every area of life from relationships to career to their home space to spiritual growth and and then reflecting the best ways of working with that um, For their evolution and so I get to work directly with the soul of, of of an individual And to feel sort of a divine presence between us in in the time that we're working together and that's a very magical Experience. It's very There's a mystical connection there. And I, I take the role as an astrologer very seriously. I, I take it as a, a very high honor. And uh, and that's part of why I chose this career, because it was going to be able to meet people in a very spiritual place, but for all kinds of purposes, really. So that's that's why I love it
2: that's awesome thank you so much for coming on today for uh sharing how you got started how you have turned this into a successful business for yourself over the years and uh, and and whether mercury retrograde is real or not that's <laughs> i think it'll be a be a hot topic i can can share that in, in the
1: comments oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think you proved that one today Michelle. oh
2: my gosh it was crazy i yeah. i overlaid the charts i was like okay data <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you so much I I appreciate the fascinating conversation and again guys make sure you stop by his website it's divinetimingcoaching.com find out more this may be a tool that you want to add to what you do in business if it's a fit Uh, if not I hope you've taken away some ideas on how you can package your own services regardless of what you sell you can put them together in a way that really is of higher service to your clients and allows you to design the business that you really want. So thanks again for tuning in today. Be sure you uh, like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you are listening or watching and I will see you on the next episode.